0: Well, today's episode is a doozy, and I bet you 99% of the digital marketing experts you see on the internet don't even know what digital marketing is really about. That's a can of Pandora's box that I decided to open, and I covered it in this episode. I talk about what most people just don't get about digital marketing why it affects them, how it costs them business, and how you can easily fix it, real life examples, mistakes that I made, mistakes that other people made, and a whole lot of successes, and how to do it perfectly. And I'm going to tell you right now, digital marketing is not about running ads, creating funnels, and teasing value just to hide it behind a paywall. It's about something much deeper and much simpler than that that has massive amounts of benefits and rewards. And so can't believe I said some of the things I said in this episode, but uh I guess it's easier to shoot myself in the foot than somebody else shooting it, but I guarantee you that it'll be valuable for you and it is loaded with some nuggets. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. Welcome or welcome back to the Mind of George podcast. My job here is to help heart-centered marketers and entrepreneurs ethically scale their businesses by deepening your relationships with your customers, your employees, and yourselves I'm a little bit crazy, and I'm super stoked to have you, but if you haven't joined my crazy family yet, just go to mindedgeorge.com, and remember that relationships will always beat algorithms. Now, a couple housekeeping notes here in the intro. Please remember to subscribe, leave a review, even if you tell me that I belong in a mental institute and I'm just a little bit crazy, but I'm here to support you, I'm okay with that as well. Otherwise, keep listening because we have some gold for you today. hello, hello. And Welcome to another beautiful podcast episode. Happy whatever day it is and I'll be really energetic about this one. Happy Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday and today is Friday and you're actually only hearing this episode two days later because I was super excited to share it. So what are we going to talk about today? Well, you already know because you listen to the intro, but I really want to dive into talking about what people don't get quote unquote get about digital marketing and even air quoting digital marketing. And you heard me say this at the beginning of the episode right in the intro that 99% of the digital marketing experts you see on the internet don't even know what digital marketing is really about. And so I want to unpack this extensively Now a little context here. Uh, It's 2020, the year 2020, and I have been um, playing in, using, learning, and studying digital marketing since 2009. So 11 years now, 11 years now, and I have no background, like no background whatsoever in marketing. Uh, I didn't go to college. I didn't take any courses. And quite frankly, until I was 33 years old, um, I'd only ever read one book in my life, and uh, or two. And I think one was the hot zone in eighth grade science class. And I think the other one was like Charlotte's web because I really liked that book. Uh, but other than that, I'd like never read books. And so everything that I have learned in my life, I tried to learn through experience, through doing, through trying. Like I like mimicking things. So if you show me um, like how to record a video, I'll follow it and do it. If you show me how to edit one off, I'll, I'll follow it and do it. And so when I was learning, quote unquote, digital marketing, what I was spending a lot of time doing was consuming everything that was out there and then I would consume it. And I was like, that would make sense. I want to mimic that. I would put it into practice. And that's an amazing gift to have, except when you have that gift without the lens of filtration or knowing what might be good or not good or might have a result or not have a result, it's a little dangerous. And because I never had a background in marketing or even business or entrepreneurship, you know, I worked at Dunkin' Donuts when I was a kid and KB Toys and I was a skate guard that got to ride my ice skates around and yell at people for going too fast when I went too fast. Anyways, that's what I did. And no one in my family were ever entrepreneurs, no one in my family were ever like, Uh, marketing experts, you know, my dad was a general contractor when he was able to work and wasn't struggling with addiction and cancer. And my mom um, only worked when I was a kid and then lived the rest of her life on, on disability. And so I really had no examples whatsoever. And so I look at my past, I look at 2008, 2009, when I was learning digital marketing 2010, when I launched my first like kind of thing, which was a food blog. And I'm actually grateful that I didn't have a lens. And so, you know, one of the things as I look back and reflect on where I've come in my life or how I've gotten here when it comes to digital marketing, I accredit my success to not having a preconceived lens on what it should look like or an understanding that email marketing has to be this way or social media marketing has to be this way. Because what it allowed me to do was it allowed me to test a lot of things and find my own path forward. It allowed me to, to create things out of nothing. And I also learned a lot of hard lessons because a lot of the stuff that I mimicked early on in my career, I didn't have a North Star for what was right or not right. I didn't have a North Star for what was effective or not effective. All I could see on the surface is what they were doing as it looked like through the lens in which I understood it, not really what they were doing. And so I I made a lot of mistakes for the first five years. And I mean – there were emails that I wrote that cost me $100,000. There were decisions that I made from building custom websites for thirty dollars that never would have worked and I didn't have it in the first place to things really, really working, which was doing live video when everybody said it would never take off and then building an entire seven-figure business just off live video in nine months or um, launching my cookbook and not knowing how to market it. So doing what I felt was right. And then because of that, breaking a ton of records and selling a lot of copies and becoming a 22-week New York Times bestseller. And so there were a lot of things that I I benefited from as well. But as I sit back and reflect now, looking back over eleven or twelve years really of digital marketing, and through the successes that I've had and the failures that I've had, I see it very differently now. And one of the ways in which I I see it now is that For most of my career, most of my career in marketing or entrepreneurship after I got out of the Marine Corps, I saw digital marketing as different, right? I saw it as this thing. I was like, okay, like we live in life, we go to stores and they're marketers, right? But digital marketing is different. It's like this new ecosystem and this new planet and like it has to be treated differently and all of these things. And and I will say, looking back, that that level of thinking was probably the biggest mistake that I made. Systematically the biggest mistake that I looked at it like it was in an echo chamber or an isolation chamber that somehow marketing digitally was just different. Like humans interacted differently or did things differently. But then when they were in person, it was like kind of like normal. And it it wasn't until I'd say probably 2018 or so, 2018 that I started having these revelations and um, having enough experience under my belt and enough failures and successes and training hours to start see to start seeing how things that I was doing online were affecting how people lived their life and things that people were doing in their life were affecting how they interacted online and At that point, I had just finished spending multiple years, like really diving in and studying psychology and neurolinguistic programming and hypnosis and behavioral patterns and consciousness and subconsciousness and core wounds and triggers and trauma and stimuluses and I really I think it was 2017 2017 that. I realized that I wanted to learn more, but I had done enough from what I would call OJT or on-the-job training that now if I continued to do on-the-job training without a North Star that I was going to cause more damage than good, but I'd also done enough on-the-job training through seven years or eight years of aggressively growing and having massive success that I had a really good base of raw ingredients to work with. And so that's when I really started diving in and studying. I started reading marketing books like Contagious by Jonah Berger or Invisible Influence or business books like The Road Less Stupid by Keith Cunningham or The Tipping Point by Malcolm Gladwell. And I started just to kind of dip my toe in the water. And what it started to give me was this level of clarity. It started to show me that what I had been doing was effective and it was working. But I didn't know why I was doing it or how it was effective or how it would lead to the next evolution of my journey as an entrepreneur or the journey of my customer. But as I continued to really dive into the information, what I started to get were definitions and meanings and contexts or constructs that other people had got together and put together that started to help me understand what I was doing, why I was doing it, why it was effective, and also what I was doing that was not effective, that was detracting from my goals or leading me in the wrong direction. And there was this point and, and the point was right around 2018 when I really shifted my career and I went from being a food blogger and kind of like, a, I know some digital marketing or I know this to like, man, I really know a lot of this. I'm going to put this into practice in a different lens. I'm going to start helping other people grow and scale their businesses. I'm going to use what I've taught myself through a whole lot of hard work, perseverance, black eyes, bloody noses, You know, broken bones is what it felt like. And I'm going to make sure that they don't make those same mistakes or that they can mimic the success or put those things into practice. And when I was working on my own business, I couldn't see it clearly. I was too in the weeds. I was too invested personally. I looked at everything like it was some level of measure of success of like how I did or not did or was it good or not good. But when I was able to shift that focus and look, go from looking internally at my business to looking at everybody else's business and then combine the knowledge of that, all that on-the-job training plus... The new information, which I would call the wrapping paper, that helped me look at what I did and give it a name or a container, and I could look at it objectively, I started to see marketing very differently. In particular, I started to see digital marketing very differently. And the way that I describe digital marketing now, like in today's day and age, is I I tell people, I was like, the biggest mistake, and, and here's your answer the biggest mistake about digital marketing that I see is exactly what my belief was. My belief was that digital marketing was an echo chamber, that digital marketing was separate than marketing. And that, you know, when somebody was interacting online, it was a little different. It didn't have anything to do with their in-person experience. Or if people were online or in person, like going to grocery stores or or convenience stores or anything like that, that like digital marketing was kind of like a nice to have, but it didn't really change anything. And then it all hit me. And I realized that the current state of the world is that there isn't marketing and digital marketing. There's just human relationships. And if we think about it and we go back to like, let's say 1930, right? And, you know, maybe we were blessed to have a car, but maybe we weren't. Maybe we would walk to work or walk to our home or, you know, when we had to feed our family, we would walk to the local bakery on the corner and we'd order a loaf of bread of sourdough or or get a cut of meat and we would walk in. And when we walked in, we'd be greeted by the butcher or the baker. And they're like, oh, George, it's so good to see you. And I was like, yes, I just stopped by to say hello. I don't need any bread today, but I just appreciate you. And they're like, okay, cool. Are you coming by tomorrow? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like the usual. I'm like, yeah, cool. And then I would go for 24 hours and I would go away. And then I would have an open loop, which is called the Zygarnik effect, or like this open invitation to come back and this commitment, which I was excited about. And then I would come back 24 hours later I would come get my bread, have a positive experience. Here's your order. I have it ready for you. Anything different? No. And that was how marketing was done there. Once we were introduced to the internet and to social media and to these uh, even cell phones, right? Or even the regular phone. Like back then, I wasn't gonna go home and be like, "Okay, I'm waiting for my bread for the next 24 hours," <laughs> so I'm gonna call the baker, right? Because you might have had a phone, we might not. I sure as crap uh, wasn't gonna like go over to the house for dinner unless we were pre-existing friends. And so I had this very large gap of touch points, right? So my relationships sometimes would take. Longer to bake in, or to get into momentum, or to get into what I would call like trust or safety, because of the lack of touch points that were existent back then. Like maybe at social gatherings and things like that. But there was a whole lot of independence and space in between interactions. And then we start fast forwarding when now you know the internet's invented. You know cell phones, phones, like meetings. You know walkie-talkies as kids, as seriously as as silly as that sounds, the ability to communicate and to have touch points in a relationship separately without being together physically in person that had the ability to fast forward the level, the quality, the depth or the the path of a relationship without needing to be in person and then that led to the next evolution which also gave us the ability to create, have, maybe maintain, and maybe nurture an exponentially greater amount of relationships and touch points in our world. More friends, more social gatherings, more things to follow where before we didn't have the ability, like we physically couldn't get that level of stimulus or that level of relationship put together into such a short chamber because it was physically impossible and As this continued, our ability to be where we are, like who is a person, but in many more places, many more omnipresent, many more connected without having to have a two-way exchange of information allowed us to even get greater and greater and greater in this level of relationship and speed and safety and connection. And then it hit me and I realized that for most of my career or most of my learning, I looked at it like it was different, but then when I started to see it this way, I realized that digital marketing is the same as marketing, but really what it is, is a fast forward button or a fast forward machine to accomplish what used to maybe take a month in a matter of minutes because we have the ability to consume video and to talk and to respond and to send DMs and to follow people and do research and find out a whole lot of information, whether good or bad, that helps inform our decision of if we should continue this relationship or not, or pursue this relationship or not, or buy from that baker or not. And everything became exposed at a grand level to where they're really is no privacy anymore, but not that there needs to be. It's that there's really this ability to learn so much information so fast about somebody, a business, or a brand that we can take full evolutions of journeys without ever experiencing something with somebody and skip the the meeting phase, the courting phase, the dating phase, and go right to being like, hey, I know we haven't met yet, but I completely trust you based on how you're showing up in the world or what I've seen. And I'm ready to do business with you or I'm ready to be in a relationship with you. And to this day in 2020, I still see people thinking that their digital marketing, quote unquote, doesn't have an impact on their customers or that their lack of presence or their, um, their ability to be present doesn't have an effect on it. And so I still see companies and entrepreneurs separating the two, but realizing that the only difference between 1930 and now is that in between each touch point at the baker or the butcher, we have anywhere between one and a thousand more touch points that allow us to Fast-track the relationship, the trust, and the cycle, and that digital marketing is just a deeper, faster, (laughs) more intense aspect of human relationship that needs to be looked at like it's one. Not that it's a parallel, it like gets one, that somebody's experience, a customer's experience, a friend's experience in real life, like actually physical form, touching and having a coffee is a part of the same journey that they take when they're on Instagram or Facebook or a podcast, or they hear an ad, or they see a story, or somebody talks about it. It's not a different experience. Every touch point now is an enhancement or detraction from the quality of the relationship. And so now we live in this world where we start to understand what digital marketing, quote unquote, air quote, digital marketing really is, Digital marketing is the ability to reach out and touch our customers, our potential customers, or even our friends and family at a rate of like 100 to 1 of what it used to be to help move people forward, to connect more, to love more, to accept more, to grow more, or push away more at a level that we would never be able to do without the internet or without social media. But it's a good thing And when used correctly and understood, we understand that our job as entrepreneurs, as marketers, as business owners, isn't to figure out how to get people to leave their life or their habits or their routines to come consume our content on digital marketing or social media or email marketing. But our job is to figure out where to fit ourselves into their existing life as touch points in the journeys that they have because their physical experience is a part of their digital experience and vice versa. So for me, when I define marketing, I define marketing as a two-way value-based, long-term relationship. And so when now I think about digital marketing and what I see and the questions that I get and the things that I see with the companies that I've worked with, and, and you know if this is your first time ever hearing me, um, I've worked with a lot of companies all the way from pre-revenue to doing the strategy and scaling businesses that are doing $37 billion a year. I've taken companies from zero to a billion. I've taken companies from 100 million to 3 billion. And I work with professional sports teams and all these other things and I look at this across the board and there is really an easy line of demarcations. The ones that are successful are the ones that understand that a customer journey is not linear. It is a series of touch points and nodes in a very messy ecosystem where we have to be omnipresent and of value and of connectedness to allow somebody to take their journey. And in understanding that and doing so, somebody can take a journey a hundred times faster than they could if you didn't have quote unquote digital marketing. But digital marketing is an enhancement to a marketing relationship or to a customer's relationship. And the companies that don't understand it operate independently, right? One of the biggest mistakes I see. I see companies that have departments split up, like, oh, this is our retail marketing and this is our digital marketing. I'm like, do they ever meet? They're like, no. I'm like, do they know what they're working on? I'm like, no. I'm like, oh, you're gonna go out of business, right? Or these are our social media managers and these are our content writers. I was like, do they ever talk? They're like, no, no, the content, these are for people in the store. These are for the signs in the store. And I was like, okay, cool. And I was like, but the social media team is what's going to take a picture of that to use that as an asset to send them into the store. Or when they see that asset in the store, it has to match what they saw online or else it's an incongruent experience. They can't trust you. Therefore, they can't buy from you. And so the biggest mistake that I see when it comes to understanding digital marketing or putting a definition on this is that people create echo chambers within their business, right? They'll, they'll look at Instagram, like this is our Instagram strategy, but then they'll have a content strategy or a Facebook strategy or a a podcasting strategy or a paid media strategy. And they're all operating independently of each other, not realizing that if they're not a part of the same journey or, or housed in the same umbrella to where it doesn't matter which node somebody hits, each node is a touch point and a step forward if they're operating in, in echo chambers, if you want to visualize this, they're operating in pillars or cones in the ground. If somebody's on Instagram, and you operate in that echo chamber, they're going to have a touch point on Instagram, but it's not going to move them any forward. And if they see a piece of content on Facebook and it's not a part of the same umbrella, it doesn't match. That doesn't move a customer closer to us. That moves a customer further away from us. And and I cover this uh, in the podcast I did about the the conscious and subconscious customer journey. I don't remember what episode it is, but uh, it's back a couple episodes where we talk about, you know, the touch points required to create safety with customers. And the mistake here is when you don't understand digital marketing and what it is in its essence, it becomes an anti-marketing machine. And that not saying that your content isn't good or that the value you provide isn't amazing or that you're actually helping people. If it's isolated and it's not a part of a bigger picture and your customer doesn't understand that that Instagram content matches what they saw in the store or on Facebook or in a paid ad, they won't understand why, but they literally cannot commit to you. They cannot trust you because they don't feel safe because they had this experience and then they'll have this other experience, but they don't match and they all need to live under the same umbrella. And so when we think about this, there's a lot of fallout to this. I mean, from a business perspective, it's mind blowing. I'll watch people and, and I will be and very transparent. I'm going to share real numbers with you. There was one company in particular that I came into um, and their ad budget uh, or their ad spend is they were spending $2.1 million a month on Facebook ad. $2.1 million a month on Facebook ad. And they were spending that money and they were acquiring customers at a loss on the front end. And luckily, they knew their data. And they knew their analytics and they knew their customers and they knew that if that customer maintained a relationship with the company for at least 45 days, that they would be break even. And based on the numbers and their churn and what they were doing, they were actually breaking even and then around day 60 getting profitable, right? But I don't know about you. But personally, I don't like to float $2.1 million on a belief that somebody's going to come back and buy. Like that scares the crap out of me. And it actually scared the crap out of them, which is why I came in. And so what was happening is that their paid media team – was operating independently. Like literally, they didn't know what the social team was doing. The social team didn't know what they were doing. They were sending people all to the same places, but there was conflicting copy. There were things that people are getting duplicates, retargeting strategies off. So we took one day, just one day, took about six hours. And we went through an entire customer journey through the lens of like digital marketing, but ripping the lens off of digital marketing, like ripping the wrapping paper and be like, we need to redefine this. And this company had an in-person presence as well as a digital presence. And so we mapped out what an entire customer journey would look like or could look like, whether they walked into our store, saw a billboard, heard us on a podcast, saw our social media content, opted in for something And where we could contain that in that series of nodes. So no matter where they came in or what touch points they got, it all led as an entry point or one step closer to an entry point into the company. So it took about six hours to design it, and then we basically spent the next day creating some content, making some tweaks, adjusting ads, and then we put it into practice. And 60 days later, on that same $2.1 million a month in ad spend that was averaging, I believe it was like a 0.65 or a 0.7 ROAS or return on ad spend, so... For $2.1 million, that was basically bringing back $1.3 million in revenue. So, being about 700K in the hole until that 45 day mark. And then, that 45 day mark, about 700 grand of revenue would come in from those people that were in that float. And then, if they ordered past that around the 60 day mark, everything from that point was profit. So we went from that to spending $2.1 million and averaging a 4.5 return on ad spend on the front end, which means in that same 30-day period where we spent $2.1 million and only brought back about $1.2, $1.3, we spent $2.1 million and brought back over $8 million in revenue on the front end. And we didn't change the ad in general or the product or the price or how much money we were spending. We changed the ability for the customer to take a journey that every single touch point moved them closer to where they wanted to go because we collapsed the echo chambers. The stuff that was said in stores And posted on billboards matched what was said online and seen everywhere. And so there was a lot of congruency with everything leading into one place. And so the biggest mistake, you know, is you'll tend to lose your sanity because you don't have the ability to have a good control. Like you might be doing everything correctly. But because the journey is broken, because there's a lack of understanding of what it takes to go through a buying cycle or what marketing is like online and how it fits into somebody's life and the rest of it, you'll be doing it all right. Like you'll have the right content, the right offer, the right product, the right escalation path. But just simply because the person experiencing all your marketing can't connect the dots, you lose. And you lose just because there is a missing journey or a missing umbrella over it. And I watch it happen all the time. And so really, like, what is marketing really, really about? Well, I told you, for me, marketing is establishing and maintaining a long-term, two-way, value-based relationship with the people who can benefit the most from your business or benefit from your business. Marketing is not capturing attention of the wrong eyeballs that are just gonna consume your content and never buy, or attracting the eyeballs of the wrong customer that isn't ready to commit to your product, or attracting the eyeballs of a potential person who has no chance of doing what you do because we were chasing likes or comments or shares. Attention does not equal customers. It helps, and of course it helps spread the message, but focused attention or the right attention of the right customer at the right time with the right path to follow creates a business. And so when we think about marketing, Marketing is not a dictatorship. It is not a broadcast. And that's one of the other big mistakes that I see, right? We'll be like, hey, what's going up? Like, oh, this is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. Well, people can only consume so much, right? And so when you think about this and you understand digital marketing as, as I'm defining it for me right now, and you think about this... Put your lens on right now and like, just think, think about your time scrolling through Instagram today, or think about your time scrolling through Facebook today and think about the things that you saw that caught your attention, right? You saw an image, right? Like the image captured your attention on Instagram and it captured your attention enough that you wanted to read the caption. You read the caption. You're like, oh my God, that's me. Like that applies to me. Like, oh, I can't believe I do that. And then you moved on and then you moved on and you see a few of those every day, right? And most of that happens and we don't realize it, but we also realize that we just got reminded about something in our life that either was working or not working, that we wanted to do or not do, and we were presented and attracted to that information, to that image, to that caption, to that content, and it landed for us, but then we were left hanging because we were given information but there was no next step. And you know, on their website, they probably have a blog that gives you the three steps to fix it or a lead magnet that gives you the two steps to fix it or a podcast episode or maybe a brochure in their store or something. But they captured your attention and they got you to self-identify with something that you were interested in, but there wasn't a next step. There wasn't a call to action. And you and I both know that you could probably go to their website and find a blog or their YouTube channel and find a video, but because each one of those platforms operates in that echo chamber, you now were the perfect customer or potential customer. And instead of moving you one step closer to your goal or your results, which would lead to paying, that company or becoming a customer of that company, you then were reminded that something wasn't working and then there was no path for you to follow. You weren't being led to some result or promised land. And so now you will remember, whether consciously or subconsciously, next time that you see a post from that company, that even if you read it, there's probably not a next step for you. And when that happens one time or two times or three times, eventually you train your way out of engaging with that content. Just like understanding that if you exist as a company in store, and you have customers and customers and customers, and you have a social media presence, but there's a very good chance that when somebody becomes a customer or likes or dislikes your product, the first place they're going to come find you is the platform that is closest to them or easiest for them. And so then maybe they bought your product and they love it, and you have it posted on your Instagram, and you have this awesome caption telling them to tell you what you like about it, and then you comment with a question, but they never respond. Are you ever going to go leave that comment again? No, because they just trained you that when you comment on their content, you don't get a response. So what's the point of your commenting? You won't. You'll go to a competitor you'll go ask a question of somebody else, they'll answer and you'll switch loyalties. And now this store calls me and says, hey, I don't understand why we can't get any repeat customers, our social media engagement's not up and we make all these sales in the store, but then nobody ever comes back. And I'm like, well, because you need to make everything a part of the journey because you think you're a retail store and that digital marketing is just a way to get attention and get people in, but it's not. It's a part of the entire journey and somebody coming into your store and buying a product was just a part of that journey. And so I could sit here and go on for the next hour and a half about all the mistakes that I see and the way that people do this and not. But as you listen to this, you need to start thinking about your experience as a consumer. And this is how I do this. This is how it's so easy to find. Think about your experience as a consumer. Think about your experience with your favorite company and your least favorite company. My favorite one is to think about your experience with a company who has a product that you absolutely love and there's no product better than it and you wouldn't buy it from anybody else, but they have the worst customer experience ever. Like they don't follow up, they don't answer, but literally because it solves the biggest problem, you won't leave and you keep going back and then think about what's missing for you. Like if it could be done differently, what would you want? What would you need to know? What would you need it to say? What would you need it to look like, right? And I use that lens because it's really easy for me to see where the holes are in my own business or where the holes are in my marketing or my messaging or my products or my journey in my quote unquote digital marketing when I look at other people through the lens of me as a consumer and I'm like, what do I like? What do I not like? What would I do differently? What would I get rid of? And I start to take note of it. And then I start to look at my business and I look at where you know we operate in an echo chamber accidentally that just needs some attention or where we can go deeper as a part of a journey or we can introduce people to multiple touch points, right? And so for me, my goal is never to have you follow me on Facebook and Instagram and subscribe to my podcast and YouTube. And I know that sounds counterintuitive, but the truth is, is that you're not going to consume content on all those platforms. There There's one platform and one medium that feels the best for you. And I don't want you to feel like you have FOMO or fear of missing out because I post this YouTube video up, but you really just don't like watching YouTube videos. So I tease you on Instagram. And I'm like, and if you want the full picture, go here. No, that's putting it in an echo chamber. But if I go on Instagram and I'm like, hey, post this video. And if you're not feeling like watching it, here's the top number one takeaway. And then here's the other three that come with it, which I synthesized in the blog post as well, just in case you don't want to watch the video, right? You can give the information in a manner where it meets people where they are on the platform that they're on as a part of their journey and moves them forward without creating FOMO or make them jumping platforms or do anything. And there's this belief or this myth Right, and we know people talk about being omnipresent and cutting up content and repurposing, and I believe in all of that stuff. But what I don't believe is cutting it up just to tease people. I believe in cutting it up and then using that to meet people where they are with what is required to give them the information, the tool or the path to go one step closer to where they want to go on whatever platform they're on. But that doesn't work when I'm like, oh yeah, I saw this on Instagram, but I need you to go to Facebook. And then when you're on Facebook, but the full videos on YouTube and having no congruent journey or marketing plan or information above all of that to make sure that every single thing that you're doing is either helping your customers move one step closer to their goals, finding potential customers and helping them move one step closer to paying you, or you moving your business one step further down the line of profitability or revenue or scale and not wasting our time. And so when you really understand digital marketing and like you look at it and you take the word digital off of it and you take the word marketing off of it and you put the word relationship on it and the point of marketing or quote unquote relationships is to find people that you know, you like, can help or like you, meet them where they are and Jack and Jill them with breadcrumbs consistently one step closer to their goals through you agnostic of the platform that they are on so that it is as easy as possible and frictionless as possible for them to see you, know exactly who you are, what you offer, where to get it, what to do, and knowing that where they are is the path forward so that they have the ability or potential to pay you or become a customer. And so here's what I want you to do as we wrap up this episode, because I could go on for like 30 hours about this, but I do want to know, As I'm sitting here talking, um, do you want some of those episodes? Like, I have things that I wanna talk about for three and a half hours. I have things that I wanna talk about for two hours. I have some other things that I only wanna talk about for five minutes. But there's some guests I wanna bring on, and I think we're gonna get into the rabbit holes. And so I would just love to know, like, what do you like? Like, hit us up in our Facebook group. You guys know mindofgeorge.com, social, the best place to get us our Facebook group if you're there. If not, you can email us um, georgeb at georgebryant.com. You can go to mindofgeorge.com. Let us know. But, like, how would you like what would be the best for you? What length of episode? What ideas? Guests, non guests? Let's say I'm pump- I'm going to publish three episodes a week, and my ultimate goal is to get to, you know, at least five a week if it's supportive. But, like, what would you want? You want one short one a week? Do you want um, two miniters and one 60-minuter? Do you not care? And you just love that if it's valuable and it's there and it's intriguing and I sound silly enough, you'll listen. Like, I would actually just love your feedback because this isn't my podcast. This is our podcast. And I love sharing and I love hearing. And I would love to know. So hit us up. Hit us up in the Facebook group. Send us a message. But as I wrap this episode, here's what I want you to understand. I just want you... Whether you already knew this or understood this, to take a peek at your business or your future business through this lens of understanding that every single thing that you do needs to be a part of a big umbrella, like underneath the same umbrella, not isolated, not in echo chambers, not in you know things that don't move people forward and look at it and just do an audit and look at it like, okay, yeah, totally. I can get that. We can add that. Or I'm going to go through these things that I engage with and see what's missing and get some clarity. Because the name of our game really is constantly adjusting and pivoting, right? Our job changes every single day, no matter what, because the world changes every day. And then we're figuring out what language to speak, how fast, how frequently, and how loud to get somebody's attention to help them, right? So that guarantee is that this is going to change every day. But when we start changing the way in which we look at marketing and we change the lens in which we see it, and we start thinking day after day after day, is this a touch point forward? Is this a part of the is this a part of the path forward? Is this distracting people? Is this not distracting people? Is this moving them forward? Is this on brand, is this not on brand, and we start to see it that way, we start to naturally just start to act that way and write captions that way and create social posts that way and create videos that way to ensure that really every single thing that we're doing. Here's our marketing law, because I have seven of them. I don't know if I've done an episode on that yet. If I haven't, I will. But one of the marketing laws that I teach my students in the Mastermind, um, there's seven of them, but one of them is that every single thing we're doing has to either be learning or serving our customers, which means we're posting something or creating something that's helping us learn about them. If they take an action or not take an action, we learn something. If they comment or not comment, we learn something. If they implement it or not implement it, we learn something. If they give us feedback, we learn something. And then on the inverse of that, taking all of those learnings that we've had and then serving them by posting out solutions or next steps or calls to action or paths or lead magnets or products or content that is moving them down a very clear path to get closer and closer and closer one step at a time to their ideal goal. And I like to use a weight loss analogy for this. If somebody walks into the gym, right? Like I own a gym, I'm making this up, but if I owned a gym and I had two Twin brothers that walked into the gym and they said, Hey, we're overweight and we don't want to be. We had some health issues, but we're healthy now. We both want to lose 100 pounds in the next 12 months, right? It's an amazing analogy and it works every single time. And I'm like, I got you. And they're like, Yeah, we want your help. I was like, I want to run an experiment. I want to see one of you every single day and I only want to see the other one of you once a quarter. So for the one once a quarter, here's your meal plans, here's all your food, here's the chef, here's the gym membership, here's the workouts but you need to do it all on your own. And then for you, number two, I just want to see you at 7 a.m. tomorrow. I don't care what you eat for dinner tonight. I don't care about anything. The only thing I ask is that you drink eight ounces of water in the morning and you're here at 8 a.m. And all we're going to do is go on a five-minute walk and then you're done for the day, right? The one person too, I'm going to breadcrumb. I'm going to take step by step by step by step, knowing that incremental progress is the way to win. You don't become an Olympian or a world champion overnight. You don't decide, like, I'm going to go run a marathon. And I've never run before and run a marathon, right? And so you want to support them. And so if you think about that, and you already know the answer to this question, if I'm like, which one of those can I basically guarantee success with? Or which one do you think is most effective? Now, yes, is there a chance that that person one would be able to do it all? Yes, but that first week, that's overwhelming. So much information, no background. Really, the odds are stacked against him. But if I look at person two... It's almost a guaranteed success. He might not lose 100 pounds, but I can guarantee you he'll lose weight and that he'll feel better and he'll have momentum and positivity. And so when you think about that, that's what you get to do with marketing or quote unquote digital marketing. It's thinking through those journeys, through that lens that helps move people forward to their goals one step at a time, no matter where they find you, what platform they find you on, what content they consume, what product they get, because your job, no matter what your company is, is to help people achieve a goal, right? You don't have a company if achieving that goal is predicated on a credit card. Think about Apple. Do you think Apple would be as successful as they were if you were only allowed in the store if you were going to buy something? No. Every trip to the store is a touchpoint and a touchpoint and a touchpoint until you have enough to tilt the scale and the favor that you commit and then it starts again. And so I want you to look at your business, your marketing, everything through that lens and just change the way in which you think about it. Don't react, don't knee-jerk, don't go change everything overnight just like in a relationship or a friendship, if, if you realize something's not working or you're like, hey, I haven't seen my friend in, in five weeks and I want to see you, you don't then go move into their house for five weeks. You just text them. You're like, hey, I want to get dinner. And you catch up. You're like, hey, I don't like that we don't see each other this much. Can we get you know drinks once a week? You're like, yeah. And then they say yes to that. And then you start to build momentum into something that's new. And that's how we get to look at our marketing. Because at the end of the day, all we're doing is shining our light out of our lighthouse consistently so that people can move one step closer and closer and closer and closer to their goals through us. And that's our job. So I got a call to action for you and I'm just going to call that call to action. So everything in business and marketing is supposed to be simple, straight up simple. It's when we overcomplicate it that everything's breaks. So I created a nine step lighthouse method program for simplifying business and marketing so you can focus on the few needle movers that actually make a difference. And yes. I created this course in the last three months based on all the feedback that you guys have given me. I took all the things that I've done in the last 11 years, over 500 companies grown in scale, big conglomerates, everything, couple unicorns, crazy records, and I distilled it down so that everybody has access to it and it only costs $1.7 million, except it doesn't cost any of that. So don't worry about it. But I'm, I'm, I'm seriously, like I'm not some Billy Blanks infomercial. I just want you to hear this or at least check out it. I did a video on it. I did a webinar on it. Um, we do coaching calls on it. There's videos in the group on it. And so far, I think there's 42 videos and they're all broken down into either use this one thing or use all of it. And every single response that we've gotten from the first 100 beta members that went through is that between one and three videos alone were worth 10 times what they paid for the course. And so that means I'm a madman and I'm a little psychotic and I'm okay with that because my job is to teach you that relationships be algorithms. And I would rather have you have the money to invest in it, working in your business and growing your business exponentially to then be in my mastermind or work with me or be my friend or a business partner down the road, then convince you to pay me five or 10 grand on the front that I know and you both know isn't ever worth it and you need that money to build and grow your business. So I decided to break the internet and create something better than anything I've ever seen in the world that other people charge two grand, four grand, five grand, for for the same thing, except their same thing is three videos with one part. And I give you all nine parts with 41, 42 videos to go through. And like, listen, you can go check out for yourself, but this course, like this, what I put together, the lighthouse blueprint or the lighthouse method is literally the nine step model that I use to build or scale any company in the zero to 10 million range and get them to the 10. At the 10, I have a different model called the Lighthouse uh, the lighthouse Method that gets uh, a little bit crazier. It goes up and up and up and up and up and that model's a little bit different. But this one, um, is it? Yeah, yeah, the Lighthouse Method. This one's called Lighthouse Method. The other one is called the Different Model. And so I put it together for you. It's about crafting messages and offers that resonate with your ideal buyers, a full customer journey, taking them on a transformational journey that earns their trust, touch point at a time, everything from like, you've never even created anything to know what copy to write, what your headlines, your hooks, um, your content, your lead magnets, your email marketing, the customer journeys, the escalation, and actually how to get paid before you even build it and verify that it's working, how to market it before it's even done. So what you end up creating is the perfect program or the perfect offer or the perfect product or the perfect customer journey no matter where you are in your business without having to iterate it over and over and over and waste all that time, money, and energy. And so for me, The game of business is not about getting a customer to buy a product. It's about getting a customer to buy a product, achieve the goal, and then escalate up our value ladder on the back end or become an advocate for our brand. And most of the things that I see because of the misunderstanding of quote-unquote digital marketing ends up creating a whole lot of transactions or one-time customers. And for me, I'm in the game of teaching you how to create customers for life because I would rather have one customer spend 30 grand with me over the course of 10 years than have a 100 customers spend $38 once and keep finding more and keep finding more because eventually you will run out. So I cover all of this. You can find all of it and I'm going to be really, really silly with you. I made the URL really, really easy. And you have two choices on where you go find this, right? But my favorite one is I bought the URL georgeiseasy.com because your digital marketing and your marketing and your business gets to be easy. So go to www.georgeiseasy.com, G-E-O-R-G-E dot com And you can read about it. You can see what's there. You can see what's on the inside, examples of what I have. And I even think we have some videos there. Where I walk you through some of the stuff. And so all that is there for you at George'sEasy.com. And uh, I said there would be two, but there's only one. I forgot the other one. So that's what we got. So that's what I got. So that is what I think people get wrong about digital marketing. So without further ado, have a beautiful, beautiful day. And remember that relationships will always beat algorithms. And I think I might say this in the outro, but I haven't recorded the outro yet. But please make sure you subscribe and review. And if you could, tell a friend... Actually, I'll be specific since I teach you how to do this. Can you please tell five friends about my podcast or send this episode or any episode to five friends when you know that the information will help them and move them forward? And there's a marketing lesson in that too, by the way. It's one of the reasons that people share, but that's covered in the book Contagious and I'll do an entire episode on it. So have a beautiful day. I love you all and I will talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to this episode. And like I said in the beginning, and probably a ton of times throughout, make sure you subscribe to the show if you want to hear more. Now, leave a review. If you like me, actually don't leave a review if you like me, just leave a review if you feel so inclined, but I'm going to ask you because it helps other people find this. And I'm going to give you a little marketing lesson in the outro of this anyways. Go to mindofgeorge.com so you can get into our crazy family and also get a free gift my team and I made for you. Now, here's the thing. There's only four types of customer journeys and I'm sending you to one page to cover all of it. But our job is to give you everything that you need to succeed as an entrepreneur. See, what I want is I want you to be in our family. I want to be in a relationship with you and I want you to have a win before I ever get a win. And so on that page, you'll see some of the best stuff that we have. Our top podcast episodes, our free courses we put together, our free content. And there's one in particular that I'm super proud of. We put together a free 30-day transformational marketing course. Literally just need your email so you can get in and get into the membership site. We talk about the two most important documents in your business, your lighthouse and your avatar sheet, which we now call the beacon of beliefs in your captain's assessment. We teach you about the conscious and subconscious customer journey, how to have congruency in your marketing, the psychology of email marketing the six email sequences that your business needs to have right now to win, the two most wasted pieces of real estate and digital marketing that you can fix right now, my special five-part email recipe, and how to reframe your card abandonment strategy so you don't insult people's intelligence anymore, plus whatever else I can come up with on a certain level of crazy, because my mission is to teach you that relationships will always beat algorithms, and I'm ready to be on your team, I'm ready to be in your corner, and it's time for you to win a gold medal. So make sure you go to mindofgeorge.com, and we'll see you in the next episode. I love you all. Bye.